Welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us today. Well, U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai announced the United States is establishing a dispute settlement panel under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. The U.S. is challenging Mexico's measures on biotech corn. Mexico set rules in place during a decree in February that banned the use of biotech corn in tortillas or dough. The Mexican government also instructed its agencies to gradually substitute, i.e. ban, the use of biotech corn in all products for human consumption and for animal feed. Mexico's measures aren't based on science and undermine the market access it agreed to provide in the USMCA. Ty says, quote, the United States has used the tools provided by the USMCA in attempting to resolve concerns with Mexico's biotechnology measures. We're taking the next step in enforcing Mexico's obligations under the agreement, end quote. She also says Mexico's approach to biotechnology isn't based on science and runs counter to decades worth of evidence clearly demonstrating its safety. U.S. Representative Dusty Johnson from South Dakota introduced the Beef Origin Labeling Accountability Act to bring clarity and to reinstate mandatory country of origin labeling, or MCOOL, for beef products. Johnson says, quote, consumers don't know where their beef comes from. It could be South Dakota, Brazil, or Canada. U.S. producers raise better beef, and they're not getting credit for it, end quote. The act will direct the U.S. Trade Representative and Ag Secretary to work together to determine a process of reinstating mandatory country of origin labeling for beef that is compliant with World Trade Organization rules. It also directs the U.S. Trade Representative to consult with the Canadian and Mexican governments to resolve the outstanding MCOOL trade disputes the two countries have opened against the U.S. Johnson added, quote, this bill is a step in the right direction to get accurate labels back on these products to increase consumer confidence in American-made and grown products, end quote. Well, the U.S. Department of Agriculture says America's all-wheat exports are projected to be 700 million bushels, the lowest level since the 1971-72 marketing year. That's a 25 million bushel reduction for the prior month's forecast. Despite an increase in hard red winter wheat production, exports are cut 25 million bushels to 165 million, the lowest level since by-class supply and utilization records began in 1972 to 1974. U.S. exports of HRW remain uncompetitive on the global market as shown by shipment and sales data. HRW exports in June were 10 million bushels, down from 19.2 million in June of last year. Using data from the Ford Agricultural Services Export Sales Reporting, all wheat U.S. total commitments are about 6.4 million metric tons as of August 3rd. That's down 26% from the same point last year. It's also 37% below the recent 10-year average at this point. HRW total commitments are 53% lower compared to last year. A key senator from the nation's top pork-producing state vows to fight in the Farm Bill, California Proposition 12, that bans the sale of pork in the state from pigs housed in cages or crowded pens where they can't freely turn around. Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley says the Farm Bill is the logical place to try to kill Prop 12, not freestanding legislation others want that would take 60 Senate votes and at least six days to pass. I think the only place to get it done is in the Farm Bill, and what's more appropriate than the Farm Bill to make sure that animal agriculture isn't being hurt by people in California that don't know anything about animal agriculture. And farrowing crates that could find a sow and protect piglets from getting crushed when their mother lies down or turns over during feeding. But the Supreme Court in a 5-4 ruling upheld Proposition 12, rejecting a pork industry lawsuit that had violated the Constitution's Commerce Clause. Justice Neil Gorsuch, writing for the majority, said California voters overwhelmingly endorsed the ethical pork law, and the Constitution says nothing about the type of pork chops the state's merchants may sell. Grassley takes a different view. Once you start 
allowing California to do it. There's reasons to believe that Massachusetts is the next one to do it. And then when are Midwestern farmers going to be retaliating against uh, California fruits and vegetables and nuts? The National Pork Producers Council, which brought the lawsuit against California, argues Proposition 12 would impact thousands of farmers, risk further industry consolidation, and raise pork prices for millions of Americans. Well, wheat markets in recent years have been some of the most volatile in history. Global factors like war and drought have been major influences on trader mindsets, leading to extreme and unpredictable price movement for wheat. Marketing year 2223 ended May 31st, and U.S. Wheat Associates analyzed the information providing an overview of the year's export demand for U.S. wheat and demand trends. President of U.S. Wheat Associates Vince Peterson described some of the global factors that led to high prices for American hard red winter wheat, whose exports were 32% behind the previous marketing year. But it was a sort of a culmination year of... Uh problems uh, previously two consecutive years of drought in our winter wheat area uh record about the third record high crop in australia uh a, a very high crop of spring wheat in canada and then the russian war and the black sea with ukraine just kind of turning the wheat market uh upside down on its head to things we haven't seen before so it's a conservative sort of combination of about three different things that all came together this last year and put us kind of down where, where we where we ended the year. Peterson says that drought-limited production leading to reduced supply meant that U.S. products were at a steep price premium compared to wheat from other countries for sale in the world market. And our hard red winter wheat prices are the ones that probably caused us to suffer the most. We were as much as $100 a ton, even a little bit more on an FOB basis than, let's say, Russian wheat or Eastern European wheat. And that, that definitely hurt, uh, between the crop size and the price spread really hurt the, the hard red winter wheat exports last year. Now, other classes of American wheat, however, fared better in world markets. For instance, Durham exports were up 109% due to improved production and increased sales to Algeria and the European Union. Furthermore, Peterson's very optimistic about opportunities for U.S. farmers in world markets. With the research and development that's going on either from state university programs and plant breeding or even over in the private sector, Quality targets are the most important thing uh, beyond the yield, of course, for, for farmers and profitability to, to be able to meet those market demands. And we have what's left in Latin America and Asia, the most demanding and sophisticated buyers and, and end users that the world has. And Peterson adds that American farmers can produce high quality wheat to meet specific market demands around the world. Our, our task is to make our wheat a food ingredient and not just some bulk commodity. And that's how we're going to succeed going forward. We're not going to be the largest supplier, but we think we're going to be the smartest, the most efficient, probably provide the best value to the customers. Again, that's Vince Peterson, president of U.S. Wheat Associates. And also one final note here today on the program, registration is open and housing is open for CattleCon 24. That is the Cattle Industry Convention and Trade Show. It's going to be happening in Orlando, Florida, January 31st through February 2nd. Business meetings, educational sessions, engaging speakers, and family fun. It'll have the Cattle Facts Outlook Seminar, weather and industry updates, grazing management workshops, guest speakers on the trade show floor, and the 31st Annual Cattlemen's College. You can find more details and get signed up for CattleCon24. Just go online to convention.ncba.org. That's convention.ncba.org. Well, we're out of time here on American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.